Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Marvel Movie News. Good morning, Merry Marvelites. Welcome to Marvel Movie News. Marvel Movie News, episode 281, coming to you live from the birthplace of America's ass, Strategic Scientific Reserve in Brooklyn. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes at Marvel Movie News or find us on YouTube.com slash, that's right, slash Popcorn Talk and, of course, PopcornTalk.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Marvel News PTN and at the Popcorn Talk. And thanks to Culp Badeau in the Star Jammer, Star Jammer, who, as always, uh, mans the Twitter. And uh, I'm Christian Blatt, joined this week by a familiar face for those of you who remember our, our old show, Marvel TV Weekly, the one and only Michael X. Shirley. Hey, you guys. It's so glad. I'm so glad to be here on Popcorn Talk for the first time. I've done so many after shows on uh, After Buzz, but it's my first time on this network. Well, we're glad to have you and uh, and someone I'm meeting for the first time, Cedric Welton. Cedric, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me, man. This is also my first show on the Popcorn Talk News Network, so I'm excited to uh, chat with you guys. Okay, well then I, I'm taking 20% of both of your paychecks for this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, if I'm going to get you on. And uh, people uh, from AfterBuzz, uh, Cedric, they'll know you from Walking Dead, and uh, what are some of the other shows you do over there? Walking Dead, I've written articles uh, for the wrestling uh, channel, also AEW After Show every Wednesday night. Oh, cool. Great. And uh, in case you're wondering, uh, Zia and Zach, <coughs> excuse me, Zia and Zach are both behind enemy lines with the Howling Commandos. And I'll let you decide which one of them has the nickname Dum Dum Dugan. Let's get to the news. Uh, WandaVision, something that we continue to be very excited about over here, the Disney Plus series. Uh, and there had been sort of this idea that it's, eh, it's probably like six to eight episodes. They didn't really know. And with always, with anything that passes as news these days, you always take it with a, a Hulk-sized grain of salt. <laughs> and it's uh, there was allegedly a script page for WandaVision episode 109 out there for a, a stunt person. So we're getting the idea that it's at least nine episodes, maybe 10. Uh, as much Wanda as we can get, uh, I'm excited. It seems like such a weird show, the idea that she creates this kind of like 50s sitcom where she and Vision have a family. Uh, Cedric, let me ask you first, your, your thoughts about Scarlet Witch, Elizabeth Olsen, and then this idea of this uh, Disney Plus show, WandaVision, what you think about it? I'm interested for all the guys to get a spinoff. So that's what I'm mostly excited for from the jump. This series, um, it's an interesting spin on their characters in the movie. So I'm interested to see what they're going to do with both characters as Wanda's creating this uh, these seemingly new worlds. But like you said, if it's gone, if there's about typically eight episodes a season, it seems like we're going to flesh out both characters a lot with at least 11, maybe 12 seasons, which is interesting. 
Yeah, no, no, I think that's, uh, I think it's very interesting. And uh, Michael, I want to ask you about starting with Elizabeth Olsen, uh, someone who I once got in trouble for calling the pretty Olsen sister, but uh, (laughs) I knew you would appreciate it. So that's why I said it to you. Man, you know me, I love anything that has to do with the Maximoff family or the Summers family. So I was really, really excited to hear about this WandaVision. The name is so weird. Uh, I know there's like this weird lawsuit going on with like some glasses factory in we, China. We, yeah, we <laughs> had, a, we, we had a, uh, a legal expert on last week on this very show to talk about it. He deals with uh, trademark and patent lawsuits. So uh, we spent a few minutes with my friend Jason who uh, who talked about that. And uh, the the moral of that story, it's probably going to still it's no, it's definitely going <laughs> to yeah. still be called WandaVision. It right. actually creates a problem with the merchandising, which, you know, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Disney knows a thing or two about merchandising. For those watching on video, you can actually see some on the uh, the bookshelf right behind me. But anyway, sorry. So you're excited because you love the Maximoff family. Yeah, I mean, I don't love Elizabeth Olsen as the Scarlet Witch, but I think that's probably because there isn't that Maximoff connection. They haven't really explored the fact that, you know, she's supposedly the daughter of, like, the X-Men's biggest enemy ever, Magneto, and... obviously that was a fox thing they couldn't really get away with that uh at the time but yeah anything they do i'm gonna be really excited and it just sounds so wacky like i love lucy or donna reed or just some you know i'm just really interested to see what they do with it yeah like the first teaser that they put out there were were sort of all these recreations of of sitcoms from different eras you know you had like a 50s Mm -hmm. 60s and more recent so yeah and I agree, you know, the the sort of the rights kind of clouded the issue of it because in the X-Men universe, it was very, it was referenced indirectly that Quicksilver's dad was Magneto. And then he did have his little sister there next to him, but they didn't really deal with it. And then, of course, in this universe, we had a Quicksilver, but they killed him off in his first movie. And so the, something we talked about, I think, last week is that there's a rumor that Evan Peters might be in this show and that he might be sort of like a multiverse, different version of Quicksilver. Uh, so, you know, look, it, it all seems like, it, it seems like this show's just gonna be crazy, you know? <laughs> yeah. So if they're gonna give us 10, 12 episodes, whatever it is, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that uh, at, for sure. And, you know, for me, people in the chat, they get very upset when I say this, but Evan Peters is the one true Quicksilver. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, kick-ass Aaron Johnson, that I just, I just never really felt it. And uh, feel free to uh, correct me, either of you, but I feel like Elizabeth Olsen really settled into the role of Scarlet Witch when they made her stop doing that stupid accent. But that's just me. <laughs> kind of like a Halle Berry and Storm. Oh, Ooh. yikes. 
Yeah, well, hey. Yeah, I know. This well, is only, really jarring. The only storm is the animated series storm. You know, I mean, that's <laughs> she has the perfect voice, is what I mean. Uh, but uh, I agree with that. So uh, yeah, <laughs> it it looks like uh, we're actually getting some special treatment for Disney. In uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier is actually expected to go back into production in the Czech Republic months and months ago, back when we used to still do this show in the studio, we had talked about that was one of the first things is that they halted the production, they sent everybody home. And it seems like they're gonna get to finish up. We don't really have a good idea as to how much they had left to do. But I do think that the uh, August premiere date that we've been given is very unlikely. Uh, what do you think, Cedric, this idea of, one, what do you think your expectations are for that show? And we'll talk more about the show in a little bit. But then also kind of getting, you know, look, we as Americans, we're not welcome in most of the world right now. So they're <laughs> like, yeah, but I mean, if you're going to spend money and film a TV show, yeah, yeah, you can come then. What, what, do you thought, what do you think sort of about the show and about the special treatment they're being given? Special treatment is really surprising, actually. The fact that, and, and I know that it might only be, let's let's put a, air quotes around maybe two or three weeks if that so it's not a lot of time but um like you said we're not that uh adored around certain parts of the world right now so it's interesting to see if they if it'll actually happen and i think this show probably get pushed back from you said the august probably some more like a september october if you would but i am excited for this just because we saw the big ending in avengers endgame so there's a lot to do with uh the falcon character seemingly being the new Captain America and coming back um, to reveal, hey, Captain America is no longer here. And then this rivalry that he had with Bucky before, and now they're going to be teaming up and doing things on their own. So I think it has great potential to be their flagship here on uh, Disney Plus if they do it right. Yeah, I think out of all the shows, it's the one that you feel like, you know, they've alluded to like the Loki show and WandaVision, you know, those might be one offs. But I feel like this is a show that could really be ongoing. And, you know, we've talked a little bit about some of the set leaks and things for some of the characters that we know are going to be in it. So I I think it'll be a really interesting story that they tell. Uh, Michael, what do you think about about Sam getting a show with Bucky? And then also the fact that uh, you throw some of those Disney dollars around, they're going to pretty much let you go anywhere you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't surprise me at all that they're finding a way to film what they need to film right now. Uh, I'm not super excited for this show. I would say I'm most excited to see him be the new Captain America. But I don't know. I I, I think I'm just going to have to see a little more of it. I'm not as into the more like war aspect things i'm more into like the mutants and the superpowers so i'm 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 not quite as jazzed for that yeah. but you know as soon as it comes on i'm going to love it <laughs> well my guess is that it's going to be about him wanting you know trying to take over the mantle of captain america and the government uh, getting in the way i mean in the comics they actually took the the shield and the costume away from steve rogers in the mid 80s so I, and this is going to borrow a little bit from that because of what they did then and some of the characters that we're seeing i'm being somewhat vague but most of most of the people in the in the chat know what i'm talking about so i think that ultimately he'll end up being captain america but i'm gonna bet the first time that you see him and somebody calls him cap that's probably gonna be in a movie because you know the uh, the movie theater still wants your twenty dollars uh, and they're like yeah you know we'll, we'll do the backstory on uh, disney plus uh, another thing that will be coming to the movie theaters, though, is uh, Shang-Chi 
that also is getting permission to uh, start filming again. This one makes a little bit more sense because they were filming in Australia. And I have a friend who's a, who's a middle school teacher in Australia. They had like two weeks where they went home and then they went back and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, we're good. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that Corona thing. We were really scared for like, you know, maybe a month. And, uh, and, and now it's like business as usual back in Australia. Uh, so um, this I think is a really interesting project and we've talked a lot about it on the show just because it is different. You know, I like the idea that the MCU is going to be filled with different kinds of movies. You know, you have your funny movies with Ant-Man. Obviously, Black Panther was a very specific kind of story. We're going to also have, we're going to get a, a Kung Fu movie, you know, and then whatever Eternals is going to be. Uh, what are your thoughts as you think about, you know, this character, which, you know, Shang-Chi known in comics as the master of Kung Fu, which I feel like, you know, Danny Rand might uh, take umbrage with, but Michael, what do you think about the uh, the Shang Chi? Oh, you just stole it from me. Oh, oh I'm man. sorry. Well, look, everybody who knows me knows how I feel about Danny Rand and uh, how uh, you know Netflix <laughs> didn't do him any favors. So, I hope the best for this movie, but I don't know if it's just me and my generation and the time in which I was reading comics, but I virtually know almost nothing about this character. You know, I was reading comics mainly in the 90s and kind of stopped for a little while and started again around 2010. So that has never been a character that's been really pushed in the storylines when I've been reading. So I don't really have many expectations of it, Um, but I'm excited to see that they've finally got a little more diversity in the leading actor role. I mean, obviously Brie Larson showed them that yeah. uh, you can do this and people will watch it. There's right. absolutely no reason to not cast any race. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Movie. And I think, you know, and that's that's sort of part of a, a big topic for this show. But yeah, I mean, if you look at what's coming out next, first of all, well, I mean, Scarlet, uh, Scarlet Johansson, not Scarlet Witch, I do that often, uh, you know, Black Widow, and we did already have Captain Marvel last year, and yeah, Shang-Chi, and then if you look at the, the diversity of the cast for Eternals, it's definitely something that they're, they're mindful of. Uh, for me, I don't have a lot of a connection to Shang-Chi. When I started reading comics, you know, sort of in the early to mid-80s, it was basically right as they were like, oh yeah, people aren't into Kung Fu anymore, you know? It was like <laughs> yeah. big in the 70s, you know? Yeah. Like, if you look at 70s Marvel comics, it's like, it's like Dracula and Kung Fu and, you know, and, and all this stuff and werewolf by night. And then it was like in the eighties, it was like, well, everybody's got to go to work and get a real job now. So you don't, you don't get to just be the master of Kung Fu. Uh, Cedric, uh, your thoughts on this uh, Shang-Chi movie. And then also probably not surprising that they're like, yeah, you can, you can make your big budget Disney uh, Marvel movie in Australia right now. Sure. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, Disney's finding the places to to push the narrative and make these movies, and I'm I'm here for that. Whoever accepts us, of course. And then, I I'm not that familiar with the Shang Chi character, but I am into kung fu uh, comics and movies. I I love that. And piggybacking off what you said, pretty little shoes to fill because anything could be better than Iron Fist. And I <laughs> definitely believe that um they did no favor with him. Um, yeah. All the other series they had on Netflix, that was the one that really fell flat in, in all of the, the guest spots as well as his own story arc. Well, I, I felt like the, the second season was a big improvement, but the episode of Luke Cage that he, the Luke Cage season two with Danny and Luke, and I'm like, 
yeah, why isn't he just like this all the time? Like, right. you know, that, like, that's what we needed. We needed more of him. Uh, but, uh, but he wasn't even the strongest character in his show. I feel like, well, I mean, Colleen wing was pretty amazing. You know, it's hard to, you know, and, and I think the way that that season ended and, and this is all old for people who see me talk about this. I was so frustrated because I'm like, yes, this is going to be awesome. That season three of iron fist that we never got. They, they were like, Oh, this is going to be one of the craziest things you've ever seen. Uh, just kidding. We're not really going to get it. Uh, so this really ties into what we're, uh, we've been talking about some of the, the last couple things. Uh, earlier this week, I think it was Monday, maybe it was over the weekend, uh, Anthony Mackie, who is, of course, Falcon and uh, you know expected to one day be Captain America, he was very uh, plain spoken in an interview where he said that he thinks that Marvel uh, has a diversity problem. And specifically, you know, calling out, you know, he, he thinks that obviously, you know, he's talking about how he's going to be the lead in Falcon and Winter Soldier. He acknowledges that that is a big deal, but he does make the point that Black Panther, that was the movie that had, you know, a largely black crew. And that was really the first time. So it's almost like, I, I, I'm going to paraphrase because I don't have it right in front of me, but he's basically saying like, that's saying that, oh, it's okay to you know hire a diverse crew for that movie but you know what let's not do that for the other ones uh so uh cedric i know i, I sent you a, a link to the article and obviously this has been going around the last few days i wanted to uh get your thoughts about uh you know first of all anthony mackie you know certainly if disney has their way maybe you you do this in like an inter- internal phone call and you don't do it publicly but i think that there that's you know tremendous credit to him he realizes look i'm in a situation now where i can actually you know shed some light on this so i wanted to get your thoughts on it cedric yeah i actually listened to the uh the video clip of the interview and kudos to mackie for using this platform and this climate that we're in and he's just kind of calling out the obvious and what we see not just in uh film but we see it in professional sports you see it in different um like newspaper rooms things like that across the country is um using your voice and not having similar voices in the room he wasn't he he pretty much said that uh when you look at Black Panther it almost seems like the casting or the back background uh, of your uh the movie with the stuntmen the extra crew stuff like that making that a full black crew for the black movie is almost in a more of a negative portrayal because it's like oh these guys can't work on the other more Marvel movies so he's calling for more diversity on these other movies and he's saying just hire the best two people for the job or the best person for the job whether we have and though he mentioned like having the best two women or the best two men of any uh, racial background. And I think it was a good thing for him to use his platform because we know he's going to be in a the leading role. But to see more people like him or from other walks of life, I think it's important to mention that now, even if it was, if it, even if it can be seen as controversial, you know, I, th- I think he, he used his platform the right way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and uh, let me read what he said. He said, uh, my big push with Marvel is hire the best person for the job. Even if it means we're going to get the best two women, we're going to get the best two men. Fine. I'm cool with those numbers for the next 10 years because it starts to build a new generation of people who can put something on their resume to get them other jobs. If we've got to divvy out as a percentage, divvy it out. And that's, uh, but that's something is leading men that we can go in and push for. So, yeah, I think that, uh, that that's sort of what I was referring to is that last part is that he's just like, yeah, this is my opportunity to, you know, point this out. Uh, Michael, what do you think about what uh, what Sam Wilson, Anthony Mackie had to say? I think that 
the Black Panther movie by doing what they did that was very much um a publicity thing you know it's like this is our black movie this is our black cast this is our black crew and you know m back when it came out no one really looked at that as being odd but now the way we're looking at things you know we can see that well where were all those people for the other movies you know i i yeah. I, I think it was more uh first i don't you know, I hate to just say for show because obviously that is such a amazing movie, but to be able to say, you know, everyone on this movie is black, you know, that's a headline making thing. Uh, but I think in the future going forward, they're going to be a lot more careful, especially with him speaking out like this, you know, right. and like realize, you know, yeah, you know, you did that. It's not cute anymore. Let's just be generally inclusive. Right. I mean, I think, you know, Obviously, it, it, you know, something that was important to Ryan Coogler, the director, that, you know, let's let's have a black crew. But it does become more noticeable when you're like, OK, what about, you know, all these people? You know, you're not going to bring the whole crew over, but it's like, hey, how come these these standout members of the crew didn't get a chance to, you know, be a part of Avenger, Avengers Endgame, which was certainly filmed after that? You know, I mean, and so, you know, like, why weren't they? Why? Why? Why didn't that translate? And I think that that's what Anthony Mackie's talking about is this idea that, yeah, you're okay to, to do that movie, but, you know, for the Avengers, that's a little different, you know? So I think just having the conversation uh, and, you know, look, there's, there's very little that, that Disney likes less than bad PR, you know? Right. That's, mm -hmm. that's why when it came time to, you know, when theme parks started saying they were going to open, Disneyland was like, yeah, a month after Universal, we're going to open. And and now they're not opening because, you know, nobody's opening. So they're like, yeah, we, we're in the kind of wait and see business. But I think that this, I, I think making the push, it's, you know, it's not going to be like, I don't know, Black Panther 2, great. But what about some of the other movies that they have, you know, these other phase four movies? And you just, uh, you hope that uh, they, they hear that and they do something with it. And, you know, maybe we'll hear more about what the crew was on Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you know, I mean, because it's something very specifically that that he spoke about. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, it's it's a, it's an important conversation to have. And Anthony Mackie was aware because of just the general conversations we're having in this country right now, but also now that he's kind of been elevated, like obviously when he is introduced in uh, Winter Soldier, I don't think he's going to make a big deal about this. Otherwise, you know, otherwise he might find himself getting Terrence Howard id out, you know, uh, <laughs> and, which obviously was for a very different reason. But, you know, be like, yeah, Don Cheadle, how about you just play two parts? That'll be great. So, um, but yeah, I think, uh, I, I think it, I don't know, it's great. I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that he said it and I'm glad it's sort of giving us the opportunity to talk about it here as well. I think it's also the, you know, he's in the perfect position right now. He can say what he wants, you know, as long as he's tactful and honest about it. And I think it's just, you know, really going to ele elevate how Disney treats their properties. I mean, Disney's also just closed that, that like super racist ride. They're like replacing it now with, um, like something way more like culturally appropriate. Are you and, talking about the princess and the frog? 
Yes, yes, okay. yeah. Because they, like they, uh, you know, I think they're reevaluating all that stuff. And I would bet you, even after these comments that he made, they're probably looking through their Rolodex from Black Panther, yeah. trying to figure out where can we use, you know, these great visual effects artists, these stunt men and women. You know, I think they're probably reevaluating their whole franchise. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't take what Mackie said as controversial or negative. I think he's just really stating that hey, there's a lot more people that are qualified for these roles and is trying to make sure that everybody gets considered uh, going forward for all the movies that the, in the MCU. So, uh, I'm going to pose to both of you a question from the chat from Cam A. Egan. Do you think Anthony Mackie is going to receive a tongue lashing from Disney or Kevin Feige for his comments? Uh, Cedric, what do you think? Absolutely not. I didn't think it think of it as a negative statement at all, especially in today's climate where everybody's speaking up using their voice on all platforms, I, I don't feel like that is warranted of any uh, any reprimanding. I feel like there'd be more of a negative connotation to a reprimanding than yeah. he actually said. Yeah, I mean, if there's, I don't think anything will be directed at him. I think that uh, there are probably going to be high level Disney execs who are like, great, now we have another thing to worry about. But I think that most of them realize, like, yeah, this is this is the time to to do something about this. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, Michael, you feel like he's, yeah, I think, if anything, I particular- think they'll thank him. Yeah. If anything, they'll release a statement, just acknowledging it and acknowledging their role and making sure this is, uh, not an issue in, yeah. in casting going forward or in hiring process. Here's a, uh, here's a, a hot take from the chat. Somebody that, uh, I like very much rock Six Twenty. Loved everything about Black Panther except Chadwick Boseman. I find him an incredibly dull actor. Uh, The man who played James Brown, you think, is is an incredibly dull actor. Um, I think that T'Challa is a very reserved person, just sort of, you know, and that's why when he's, you know, when when it's time to become Black Panther, it's it's so stark. But uh, I that's a that's a first. So uh, good rock. Love Black Panther, but you hate Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's <laughs> the main well, component of the movie. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I guess who would you rather cast instead of Chadwick? Terrence Howard, for sure. Michael B. Jordan. Wow. Well, so you would have swapped Michael B. and <laughs> and then Chadwick had Chadwick Boseman. I love Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. No. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, and yeah, there's uh, some talk in the chat about you know Disney uh, closing Splash Mountain and uh, you know yes, it was Splash Mountain. Yeah, because okay. that because it look. I mean the the story uh, on, at face value when you ride that ride, it's just oh yeah, it's the the rabbit and the bear and all that. But I mean it's a it, it's a movie that is so problematic. Song of the South. I'm referring to. It hasn't been available at least in in the United States since the 80s. And you know when when they were teasing Disney Plus. They would do like a tweet a day of it's going to have this Disney movie. And it was like every year it was like this year's Disney movie and this year's Disney movie. And then they skipped a year and they were like in the next year's Disney movie. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Cause you know, we're not going to, we're not going to have that movie. You know, we're not going to have uh, song of the South. So yeah, I think it's uh, look, it's something that they're clearly very mindful of for public perception, just the way that, you know, their, their customers are, are going to feel about it and just, uh, you know, changes in, in attitudes across the board. So uh I think uh, they're they're very mindful of, of all of this stuff. So uh, I I agree, and I don't think that we're going to see uh, you know much of a problem for Anthony Mackie. You know, I don't I don't think that it's like 
Oh yeah. And then in the final episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, now Sam gets shot and then Bucky's the new cap. Sorry. I, I, I don't expect that to happen. Uh, and by the way, speaking of Black Panther, this is uh, just one of those conversational uh, things that I found interesting. This was from comicbook.com. Ernie Hudson, who people know from a, a lot of different roles, but let's be honest, we know him best as Winston in Ghostbusters. He uh, tried very hard to get himself cast as T'Chaka, who is T'Challa's father who died in Civil War, uh, but he still wants to be part of the MCU. And uh, I, I think there's room for Winston uh, in the uh, in in the in the MCU, uh, but uh, I, I don't quite know what it is, and I, nothing comes to mind immediately because you know he's that would have been a good role for him because it's the right age. But I don't I don't think he gets to to play like a young superhero at this point. But um, uh, anyway, I wanted to su- uh, circle back to some of the uh, the movie news, uh, and one of the things we talk a lot about on this show is how much I want to see the New Mutants movie. And uh, the idea that uh, it will come out because of uh, contractually, they have to, you know, we talked about this, that they have to make new deals with the actors. We've talked a lot, a lot, a lot about this movie. Yeah, we we were talking about it on Marvel TV Weekly like two years ago because it was supposed (laughs) to come out back then. Uh, It does not have a new release date at the moment. However... Here are movies that do have new release dates. So the Christopher Nolan movie, Tenet, moves uh, from July 31st to August 12th. Mulan is now on August 21st. Bill and Ted 3, which I'm excited for, I'll admit it. Uh, Bill and Ted <laughs> 3 will be out August 28th. And uh-oh, New Mutants was supposed to come, is still supposed to come out August 28th. Um, so I think new release date coming soon, but maybe in September because it doesn't seem like anything. And this is of course, assuming that movie theaters reopen at the end of July. Um, Cedric, you know, there was a big push for new mutants for a couple weeks there when we thought it was going to come out at the beginning of April. And then they put the brakes on it. What is your interest level in this movie? And is it the kind of movie that would make you after all these months, like, yeah, I'll go back to a movie theater to see new mutants. Ooh, I, mm. Uh, the last part of that question um (laughs) i have pretty high interest level in seeing the movie i'm all for uh movies in general but i don't think i'd rush to go to the theaters to see anything right now i'm one of the guys that has been uh, how you say in quarantine i actually do the digital on demand i'll pay the 20 bucks for the movie and stream it for 48 hours no problem with that but I, i don't think i'm rushing to the theaters to see anything this year yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I, I've uh, talked about how I've kind of split the difference and uh, I've gone to the drive-in during this time. And I'm like, well, if New Mutants comes out in the drive-in and that's the same for, you know, Wonder Woman, uh, I'll watch a movie in my car. But Michael, you don't like to go to the movie theater anyway, right? No, you know I hate going to the movie <laughs> theater. Uh, I was getting really excited because I remember it was like in April they were doing these promos like on Riverdale for New Mutants, which I thought was really, really weird because that's a dc property but uh man i want to see this movie so bad i mean iliana with the soul sword the <sighs> fact that we've got the demon bear and and the the hints of lockheed and i'm ready i'm ready for this movie i'm ready for it in september or at the end of august but yeah i'm ready to go see it at the drive-in anybody who wants to you know park two car lengths away from me we'll all go see it at the same time but uh yeah so 
I'll buy think, it on demand, but well, I yeah, but I think you might have to. You're gonna have to wait for that because they they have to do a theatrical run first. But I mean, look, it's you know the idea. I mean, think about a year ago. If like, yeah, you want this new movie for twenty dollars for two days? I'm like, what? No, I'll buy it on I'll buy it on Blu-ray and and get it for thirty dollars. But I did that with the the Judd Apatow uh, Pete Davidson movie, uh, King of Staten Island. I did that last week. Okay. And I'm like twenty dollars, and I'm like, great, we can't get out of the house anyway, and uh, you know, it's uh, it, it, so why not? Yeah, so I've definitely warmed up to the idea, but I just wonder if if it'll still be a while before we get new mutants. And we talk a lot about this on the show, but uh, chat, let us know what you're thinking, and then I'll, I'll look at those comments in a moment. Uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, uh, Tuatel Edge of Four, and I said his name very poorly. I realize. But he said he's he's back as uh, Baron Mordo in this movie. He's very excited to see what Sam Raimi does with that world. Uh, I have talked about I'm excited to see what Sam Raimi does with the Doctor Strange movie. Cedric, what do you think? I'm I'm hyped for it too, man. I, that's a movie that I if it were coming out this year, maybe I push the envelope to go to the theater because the Doctor Strange uh, movie you get so many twists and turns with it, and it's always such a mind twist. But seeing um, what he does from the last film he did, yeah, all for it, all for it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that uh, you. Know, I think that's kind of why your your bigger your your biggest blockbuster movies like Wonder Woman and Black Widow those move to the fall because they're like they got to kind of ease people back into the movies. But yeah, you know, maybe go you know two and two in the morning on like a Tuesday when there's like you know eight people spread throughout the theater anyway but uh, what do you think about uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness Michael uh, we know that Wanda will be a big part of that movie and that the WandaVision show will actually tie into it so what are your thoughts for uh, getting another Doctor Strange movie I really I really enjoyed the Doctor Strange the first movie uh you know i'm kind of critical on the marvel movies uh but yeah i really enjoyed it i love the visuals and how they just i don't even know how they did what they did and i'm sure everything for this coming up movie is going to be even more amazing so i i just i hope we get more magic characters like Scarlet Witch's children down the line like maybe we get to see glimpses of them and like a crystal ball or something like who knows I don't know I just I, I really sure. like that they've introduced magic sure you know and now that they've acquired Fox how about magic herself Ileana Rasputin Colossus's little sister who we we'll just referenced see how that movie does <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true maybe they're like well maybe we don't put her in the movie <laughs> yeah. uh before i read the uh, comments about uh, new mutant senior nerd with a fun fact about ernie hudson he auditioned to voice winston in the real ghostbusters cartoon but lost the role <laughs> because the voice director said he sounded nothing like winston <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow. That's, that's like the the joke about uh it wasn't a joke like Michael Jackson entered himself in a Michael Jackson lookalike contest and came in second. So uh, anyway, but uh, so that's interesting. Uh, and uh, ghost 8386, poor new mutants rock. I'm so ready for new mutants CGM show trying to rain on my parade. That movie should go to VOD. Uh, but, uh, and let's see. Yeah. Okay. And Oh boy. AZ sin city magic says, uh, I want Doctor Strange and Wanda to find the Fox dimension and find mutants. Uh, I think that that is, a, that is a great way 
to <laughs> introduce all of those, you know, so anything that deals with a multiverse is like, oh, and look, this this little door popped open. Uh, do you think, Cedric, that's a good way to try and bring the, the mutants over or should they actually just be introduced in their own standalone MCU, like X-Men movie or something? I, I would rather see them introduced as their own. I, I'm here for some of the... Um, some of those things like that, but for the for the mutants, I'd rather see them get their own standalone and their own um, character arc instead of being fleshed out with somebody else. Uh, and Charles Lee says, I say the mutants are already in the MCU. Professor Xavier hid them from the rest of society. The snap happens. Professor X got dusted and people slowly remembered the truth. I think we would have seen that, but I think that's the premise for the Eternals is that they've been here the whole time, but they didn't show themselves to us. Uh, what do you think, Michael? Do you think Charles is on to something? The mutants are already in the MCU? I have no idea. I mean, I, <laughs> I think that uh, I, I'll be happy with anything they do as long as it's better than their first attempt. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think that I, I think that there's something to be said for that. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about, uh, a comic book uh, news that Michael actually brought my attention to is that Marvel Comics is going to have the comic book rights to Alien and Predator. And you they're getting those from Dark Horse Comics. And I, I feel very bad for Dark Horse Comics because when uh, Disney acquired Star Wars, all the Star Wars comics went over to Marvel as well. So Dark Horse having like these three huge properties that they really used to make a name for themselves uh, going to Marvel, uh, that, that's got to be a disappointment. But... Uh, Look, the idea that I mean, those are both Fox movies anyway. I, I, unless, unless I'm wrong, somebody tell me I'm wrong. But I know Alien is is from Fox. So, uh, what what do we think about somewhere down the line? Maybe do it in comic book first. Alien versus Predator versus Batman <laughs> versus. I actually meant to say Iron Man, but because that's the problem is that there were Batman versus Predator <laughs> comics. So what do we think about Alien versus Predator versus, I don't know, Iron Man or versus Hulk? Would would that just be something that would appeal to like the 10-year-old in me, basically? What do you think, Michael? Is that something that would be cool? Oh, you'll love it. <laughs> I mean, I think... <laughs> You're going to skip it, though. <laughs> I, I think that it's really cool. I think it's odd. I think it would be much better suited. You know, DC, they're much more edgier willing to push the boundary be you know a little more controversial and marvel's much more the good guy you know uh, so it's kind of the thoughts of seeing like gosh like the avengers versus the predator i mean especially with the picture that we yeah. just saw uh that was put out today with the predator holding iron man's head it's just very jarring uh, but I'm I'm down for it, you know. Well, the, the interesting thing is that you know the X Men in the comics have a very alien like species called the Brood, which actually mm -hmm. planted eggs in all the X Men, and that was a you know that was basically Kitty Pride thought she was going to die, and uh, all this you know everybody they all thought they were going to die, so they already sort of have that, so it'll be interesting. But uh, I don't know, Cedric, if if it was. Avengers versus Alien versus Predator. Would you uh, wait for the uh, VOD on that one, or could that get you in the theater? I think that's that might get me in theater because it's so so <laughs> wacky that it's like, how are you going to pull this off? Like, 
yeah. from first thought, you would think the Avengers would just wipe it, wipe out everybody. But if you have something dark to do in in the cinematic universe with Alien and Predator, like you just said, uh, with Iron Man's head, it's like you might pique my interest to tiptoe in the theater a little bit. I would definitely like to see Wolverine versus Predator. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, watch watch the uh, the healing factor uh, go into uh, overdrive. Well, uh, this Saturday is the 4th of July, and uh, I wanted to take a few mi- moments and talk about some of the most patriotic Marvel characters. There's a really obvious one uh, <laughs> that I think a lot of people will think of, but uh, what what comes to mind, uh, and it, there, you know, there, there doesn't have to be a long list. I have a long list. I'll, I'll read off some of them. But uh, Michael, uh, when you're thinking about who are the characters that, do the best job representing we're going to start off talking about america but there are also some other patriotic characters that represent other countries but uh obviously uh this this about to be the fourth of july i wanted to kind of spend a few minutes on this so who do, who do you think of michael oh i mean well obvious especially right now she's so in miss marvel or captain yeah. marvel uh, should i say right uh, the, the carol danvers who is yeah now captain marvel yeah right right uh i mean not on a american level but i think of captain britain i think of oh, now was that God. just because he's psylocke's brother and uh that's why you like that family no we, well I do like that family. But, <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, he's got the name of his uh, country, or you know, in his name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gosh, who else? Uh, Miss America. She's such a America cool new Chavez. addition. America Chavez, yeah. Yeah, she's such a cool new addition. Yeah, and I mean, that's a, that's a very inclusive character, too, because she's, uh, you know, a Latin American character and also LGBTQ. So I think that... Uh, I, I feel like that's a character that, you know, somewhere in Kevin Feige's office is, is I'm sure there's a, there's a screenplay for that movie that might not be phase four or five, but I feel like we'll get that at some point. Uh, Cedric, who are some people who come to mind for you? I mean, and it's okay the, to say the obvious ones. Yeah. The obvious elephant in the room is Captain America. And then of course. our, our new Captain America, uh, who will be Falcon Arrow, but also, um, I guess the Winter Soldier. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of anybody who protects his country. Yeah. That, well, the interesting thing about the Winter Soldier is that, you know, as Bucky, you know, he was his sidekick. But then, of course, he basically, be, you know, represents Russia later. So he's kind of, he's, he's playing both sides of the field there, you know, and then he comes back around. Yeah. So, I mean, the Winter Soldier is, of course, a, a very, very much a, a, a patriotic character. Uh, just, uh, you know, <laughs> depending on how you look at it, at one point in his career, he was on the wrong side. <laughs> Wherever you're looking at it from, at some point he was on the wrong side. But yeah, no, Bucky slash Winter Soldier is a, is a great one, yeah. Um, let me talk about uh, a few others. Uh, you know, we're talking about from other countries. Yesterday was Canada Day. So we have from Alpha Flight, the leader of Alpha Flight, Guardian, also known as Vindicator, uh, James McDonald Hudson of Alpha Flight. He the um and his wife actually was uh guardian at one point or maybe she was vindicator but it's like a it's got like sort of the maple leaf on the costume there's a very famous picture they all look the same (laughs) what everybody in alpha flight well eventually they had all they all had different characters uh, they all had different costumes when they were introduced in the x-men and when they first yeah but then they did but 
you know, uh, North Star and his sister Aurora had the same costumes, but yeah, they all had that. Um, but, you know, look, we mentioned uh, Wolverine. Not only did uh, Logan serve in the can- Canadian military, they did do a little bit of retcon where he's old enough that he actually fought in the American Civil War when he was just James Howlett. So that's another guy who's like, yeah, you know, it's uh, I, I, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll look for a fight wherever I can find it. Um, but uh, of course, we have to focus on Nick Fury, the comic book version of Nick Fury, of course, being a, a sergeant in World War II with his Howling Commandos. So uh, uh, obviously, there's, there's that proud history there. Uh, and we did touch on this a little bit around Memorial Day when we talked about veterans. Uh, he might not seem like the most patriotic when you see his costume, but somebody who loves his country for sure. Mr. Frank Castle, the Punisher, uh, he he served, and he serves in his own way because uh, sometimes it's like, you know what? I'm going to take out 20 drug dealers because I feel like they're going to probably have good lawyers and get back out on the streets. Uh, oh, and uh, especially if this might be like a crime family who had my family murdered. So yeah, I'm definitely going to do it for that reason. But uh, hey, good deeds are good deeds, uh, and of course, Rhodey. Uh, you know, he, uh, War Machine, uh, obviously also uh, currently still serves. And uh, in the comics, there's a character named Battlestar who was the sort of the partner of U.S. Agent when U.S. Agent w- uh, was in the role of Captain America. Uh, Reed Richards and Ben Grimm both served in World War II. Uh, we mentioned Carol Danvers. So uh, there's obviously... A lot of them, I tried to make up for Memorial Day where I forgot some of these characters. We were just having a little bit too informal of a conversation there. Um, Ghost8386 says Howard the Duck. Now, where did Howard the Duck serve? What what war was that? Um, oh, I see. That's actually Lewis, Lewis Cox asking Howard the Duck versus Donald Duck, who would win? I mean, do we even need to put money on that fight? Well, it's owned by disney so probably donald yeah but they own howard the duck now too and i don't know though if you think about how mad donald can get and and look we know that howard the duck uh smokes cigars so uh obviously he's not gonna be as healthy as donald donald also proudly serves the u.s navy that's that's why he lets his nephews hang out with uncle scrooge because he's gotta he's gotta get back uh i mean alone yeah, uh, CGM show reminded me of someone we were talking about other countries. Uh, we'll we'll get to meet him, played by David Harbour in Black Widow, Red Guardian, who uh, this Red Guardian is going to be kind of the, the older retired Red Guardian, but he did indeed support the, uh, or he was the defender of the uh, Soviet Union. Um, oh boy, this is a, this is a tough one. I, I don't, I, I, uh, Zeno Hour wants to know what three Marvel actors or actresses should star in a theoretical Kevin Feige produced reboot of the Alien and or Predator franchise. I'm going to have to think about that one. That's like you asked for three. If you asked the me for actor one, or the character? No, the actor. Like it's a different character. Oh. So like, would you want to see, you know, Chris Evans or, you know, who would you want? I hate recasting as an actor in the franchise. Yeah. I mean, that's why I made that Michael B. Jordan crack a bit ago. <laughs> oh, because because he's, hey, look, if if Chris Evans can be Human Torch and Captain that America. That irritates me Mike, too. Michael B. Jordan can be Human Torch and Killmonger uh yeah so i don't know i mean 
I think that the the if you're gonna like just pick Alien, like who who do you want to see? Look, I love Sigourney Weaver. She was great in uh, The Defenders. Maybe not everybody agrees, but I liked her in it. So yeah, I, I think that that's the real question of who you would find for for the the role of uh, Ripley. Kristen Ritter would be really cool in an Alien movie. I that's like that. That's a great call. That's I like a that call. a lot. That's good. You you came up with a good answer, and that got me out of the conversation because I. I <laughs> I, I'm like thinking too many things now, you know? So uh, anyway, uh, I believe that, uh, oh, CGM show points out the howling commandos. I did reference them in, in relation to Nick Fury, but yes, on their own, they are also very uh, patriotic and uh, AZ Sin City Magic likes the, the female Captain America, uh, Captain America 2099. Uh, in any case, uh, I believe that's our time Thank you so much, Cedric and Michael. Uh, this was a, a fun conversation as always. And uh, I appreciate uh, everybody in the chat. Uh, and uh, Michael, where do people find you if they want to keep in touch with you online? You can find me at I hate Michael Shirley on Instagram. But you don't hate Michael Shirley. That just happens to be what your your name is. Or like, let me put it this way. No I one had it. No one had that handle, so... <laughs> And I know you don't tweet, but because I like your Twitter handle, yeah. I'm going to mention Michael. Yes. Surely. Yeah. And Cedric, if people want to keep in touch with you, uh, other than the, you know, the after shows you mentioned before, uh, like Predator and uh, sorry, which wrestling one was it? I, I know I get them confused. Uh, uh, AEW after AEW, show Wednesday yeah. nights. Yeah. Uh, where else can they keep in touch with you? You can find me on Twitter at said says that's C E double D underscore S A Y S. And on the gram that said is the answer. I like it. Set is the answer. And uh, we appreciate everybody uh, spending some time with us. Thank you both and uh, everyone in the chat and uh, everybody out there, please have a happy, safe, very clean 4th of July. And I'm talking about the usual kind of safe we talk about right now, but also like, just, you don't need to light off fireworks. Just watch them on TV. It's okay. It'll be fine. Anyway, uh, we will see everybody next Thursday. Uh, until then, as Stan Lee would say, Excelsior! From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. <laughs>